Austin Fletcher joins me right now to talk about his time on the street with these weird, weird people. And uh, who did you vote for, if you don't mind me asking? Actually, I voted for Bernie Sanders, believe it or not. Very cool. Uh, would you consider yourself to be a socialist? Um, kind of, but at the same time, anarchist, if it goes, or if it gets to that point. Because words are just words until action actually starts. And actions speak louder than words, but at the same time, words speak louder than actions because sometimes it's the right thing to do. Hey, Seth, welcome back, folks. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I am joined today by Austin Fletcher, and we're going to talk a little bit about how he sees America through his videos, through his production. He's actually out in the mix of everything, uh, learning what people have to say, both for and against Trump. So, Austin, how are you? Doing well, Carl. Thank you for having me. Oh, no problem, no problem. So, uh, tell us a little bit about you and how you got started and where it, where it began. Oh, definitely. Um, well, I'm 28 years old. I'm turning uh, 29 in a few days. I'm originally from uh, New York, Long Island. And, uh, yeah, so I wasn't the most political person, basically, through college. I went to Dartmouth College in New Hampshire. Uh, after school, I started working uh, at a finance job at Citigroup in New York. I did that for two years. And then uh, about four and a half years ago, I moved out to L.A. to pursue comedy. And everyone thought I was crazy for leaving that uh, Wall Street job, but I kind of had a vision and a plan, but I, you know, I had to be out here to really go for it. So I moved out here about four, yeah, a little over four years ago, and I was kind of finding my way doing things here and there, but once the election happened and I saw how divided the country was getting, I was completely just like, you know, turned on to politics and did a deep dive, and I realized how misinformed I was, you know, my entire life. I... In college, it's embarrassing to say, but I was, you know, I thought Obama was great. I thought, you know, he's change and hope and dreams. And yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> As it's did 52% of America. <laughs> and I, and I, and I realized after school, once, once I, you know, they had my, I had my red pilled moment, I guess you'd call it, um, from this past election. I really realized that a lot of the people that consider themselves to be left leaning are actually just, you know, people that haven't taken the deep dive into politics to really understand what's going on yet. So I think a lot of the Democrats and the leftists especially kind of cater their news and cater their approach to these people knowing that they don't fully participate in politics and haven't done the deep, deep dive yet. Okay, yeah, so I'm on your, you know, I've looked at a ton of your videos, huge fan, by the way. Um, you, you go out there, you, you embed yourself in the protest crowds, and you just talk to them, have a casual conversation. What's, uh, you know, I see one up here from, you know, a couple of days ago, the New York City Pride Parade. Uh, tell us a little bit about, like, what you're seeing from people versus the stereotypes out there. Definitely. Uh, when, when it comes to the people on the street, um, a lot of times they are pretty disenfranchised. They, they're educated. Pretty much all of them went to some sort of college, mostly liberal arts schools, it seems like. And they feel like because Shocker. they're not... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And they, they feel like because they're you know, not working in a job and making a ton of money that they're being oppressed. And I think a lot of people in the streets have this feeling that difficulty is oppression and success is privilege. Mm. And that's kind of like the ongoing theme I'm seeing. So whenever someone's successful, it's always because, oh, it's because you're this or you're that or you're a male or you're white, or whatever it is. But in reality, a lot of these people aren't, you know, accountable and they're not taking accountability for their actions and they're not 
persevering. They're kind of failing, and instead of getting back on and trying again, they want to make excuses and blame the game itself. Huh. Okay. Um, yeah, because I see you go out there and like, what's the craziest thing? Like, I've seen some of the stuff where you know you, you'll go to a, a parade and someone will be like, "I hate Trump because yeah, the sky is blue." Or, you know, like, what's the craziest <laughs> thing you see out there? Um, I've heard, I've heard, I have a, a girl on camera on Hollywood Boulevard in a megaphone in front of hundreds of people screaming, "Donald Trump is worse than Hitler." I've gotten that one on camera. But he did deport uh, a Nazi today. He did. He did that. I could also kind of use like the liberal, you know, thought process and be like, well, if the liberals want ICE out and ICE is getting rid of Nazis, the liberals want ICE. They liberals want Nazis here. Right. <laughs> um, I've also heard a woman say, if you can get an AR-15, what's stopping you from getting a nuclear weapon? Yeah. <laughs> that's one. And, and actually, that's the top, top dumb, dumbest things ever. And I, and I told her in that case, I told her after, I'm like, well, I guess, you know, if you had a cozy relationship with Hillary Clinton, maybe you're right. <laughs> you could get the uranium for it. I mean, actually, do you know <laughs> Shannon Watts? Uh, no. She's I the I mom's demand action person. She's self-proclaimed the NRA's worst nightmare, which she's one of these, like, common sense gun control, but can't say what common sense is outside of complete and utter ban. And uh, she just blocked me on Twitter because she puts out these outrageous tweets about, um, you know, that a 9 mil magazine was found near a college campus. And she goes, a, a fully loaded gun was found, you know, on the college <laughs> campus. And then you, you look a little, so I, you know, I always look a little bit deeper. And I found that the, uh, thanks to somebody on my Twitter account, was able to find the fact that since that college campus allowed concealed carry, there have been zero g crimes related to firearms. Zero illegal possession, zero anything. It was total responsible gun ownership, and crimes have gone down 13%. Wow. So, that's, I mean, that that's the people you, because uh, you were at a gun control thing. And what do most of the, what you find out like what do most of these people want when they at the gun control rallies? They the thing with the gun control people is they don't since they're they're so like I'm in LA and sometimes New York so it's like the two these two cities I'd say ninety nine point nine percent of the people that I talk to and a vast majority of the people that are there have never even shot or held a gun in their life. Yeah. So they so they guns is scary they see guns as why does anyone need that oh it's a person killer why do you need a magazine with you know 30 bullets in it you know that's 30 lives if they see it that way they don't see it as a tool they don't understand that people in the in the middle of the country or pretty much anywhere in the country actually use it as a tool or you know some places it takes a while for the police to get there they don't understand they kind of just live in their echo chamber bubbles on the coast right and They've never. They have such minimal gun experience that they, you know, they're just scared of it. And they don't understand why anyone would need it. So, how did you fall into like concern? I mean, like, I live in Connecticut. I'm in the Socialist Republic of. And how did you fall into like, how, like the transition from liberal to conservative to conservative to, you know, I mean, you just seem like I wouldn't even I wouldn't even peg you as like a like I'm a diehard right winger, no doubt. Like I have enough guns to arm a small country. And but I peg you kind of for like just the average guy who's like I'm just kind of sick of the BS. And that yeah, that's exactly how I would put it too. I yeah, I wasn't the most politically involved early on, 
But once I saw this election and I saw how the media portrayed Hillary Clinton, especially I am from New York, so I've known about Hillary Clinton for a while. I followed her and I've always not been a fan. And when I saw the spin happening and I saw how much people were hating on Donald Trump, someone I followed, you know, his whole career as well. And everyone loved him five years ago. You know, people want to be on a show. People want to feature him in music and rap about him or whatever. And then all of a sudden he's this horrible racist Nazi guy who's, you know, taking taking over the country. I saw the media, you know, really go after him and really try and change the narrative. And I, I don't know how to explain it besides something like inside of my soul was like ignited. And I had I have like this urge now to go out and spread truth to these people who I think are living in darkness. Well, that's good. And what I, what I think is hilarious is like you sit there and you listen to some of the most outrageous. And at the end of this episode, I actually have your greatest hits clip. It's you know it's like fifteen minutes long that I'm gonna I'm gonna plug into the podcast uh, via audio. But you you talk to these people and you just let them you just let them go. You don't you don't refute them. You don't tell them they're wrong. You just like let them go on a tirade, and they end up sounding like complete morons. Yeah, that's always been kind of the my you know, way of doing it, my means of operation is kind of just, I always tell people kind of go out there and if they see you in the MAGA hat or the suit or with the nice camera and the nice microphone, they kind of like clam up or they're not interested in talking, but because they feel at ease with me and don't really see me as a threat and I don't really pounce on them, I just really let, I just give them enough rope to, you know, hang themselves. So it's like, Whenever I hear them say something ridiculous, they say, oh, very cool, very cool. Moving on, like, I'll ask more questions. I want to hear every single thing this person thinks so I understand how they got their point of view, how they formed it. So then there's no, there's no doubt at the end. So now yeah. it's like, okay, cool. I get, I get you. I understand how you feel this, why you feel this way, and here's why I don't think it makes any sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it is, it's shocking to see you know, these people are like, I mean, it's unbelievable. And these are like people who actually vote, which is the scariest thing because I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Now what's, have you ever been like assaulted? So I've never been assaulted. I've had a, one time a guy pulled out a huge knife and was like <laughs> going F Trump, F this, F that. And the knife, like people were messaging me on online. were like, yo, that knife's illegal. Like that's like an eight inch blade or something. It was a huge buck knife. Um, yeah, he pulled that out. I've never been assaulted. I always try and de-escalate, and I always try and break up fights before they happen. Cause I just violence is a thing that I don't think is ever obviously the answer, and I hate to see it. But the streets have been a little hotter than usual lately, and people are people are upset. And there's been a lot more physical altercations, not with me personally, but with other channels that I do associate with. So it's been kind of uh, a little bit hotter in the streets for sure. It's, I mean, it's crazy. It's, you know, I'm, I was a Navy SEAL for nine years. Like I was in the business of incivility and violence and I'm the last person to want to fight someone. And I see, you know, I've been confronted, I've been confronted before people, oh, you're that Nazi Trump racist, you know, whatever I am. And I, I, ironically, if I actually was a Nazi, he would have deported me too. But, um, you know, I always tell him like, look, you want to have a debate about this? Because if you don't like, it's either over, and if you want to fight me on it, like it's not going to go well for you. It, it, it's almost like a these people are like primordially wired to not be mature enough to have a debate. Yeah, and it, it basically it's like they're useful idiots. It's not the nicest thing to say, but they're they're useful idiots, and the Democrats and the media just wind them up like those clapping monkey toys 
you know, with the with the with the with the symbols or whatever, and they just clap them up like, "Hey, you're mad about guns today? Go! Hey, you're mad about Stormy Daniels? Go!" And they just release these people with like these half baked ideas and twenty percent of the information, and they just let them out in the streets and show, "Oh, hey, everyone, look! Public's mad at Trump. Public's mad at Trump again." And that's what I used to see. That's like what really got me into it originally. Mm-hmm. I would drive by and I would hear the local news. Uh, you know, more public outrage as Trump, blah, blah, blah. And I would see the people on the streets, and I knew some of them. I'm like, I know these people have no idea what they're talking about. Why <laughs> Wait, are you, they getting And you actually knew them? Yeah, there's some protesters that, like, I, you know, I knew. Like, oh, you know, we're going to the protest tomorrow. And it's, like, kids that I knew that had no idea what's going on politically. You know, mostly Bernie Sanders supporters or, you know, people that are still with her. But it's, like... You know, I knew they had no credibility and they had no idea what they're talking about. But the news portrays it as if it's like, you know, all uh, all of the public's opinion. Yeah, this uh, it is. It is crazy. Well, I find that our news is reported out of three locations, L.A., D.C. and New York, which don't represent any other part of the United States. And like I see you know, you're, you're down with this. You know, this dude's got a penis hat on. It's like what yeah. what employ I mean like you think about it though like that guy it's he's got to be subpar intelligence because it you know why would you go in public like that like what employer is going to see them and be like oh I'm proud of that employee Yeah can you and then imagine being you know I approach you and say hey do you want to do an interview and you have the penis hat and you go yeah sure I'll go on camera yeah. <laughs> like what yeah. completely insane. So and I asked him about immigration I said um you know, how many immigrants can we bring in a year? You know, if you think that illegal immigration is not a problem, how many can we bring in? And he said, as many as need to come, we have plenty of land. And it's like, it's not really about the land. <laughs> like, it's not like a physical, you know, geographical issue of like not enough land yeah. necessarily. Well, it's places but, like yeah. LA, which are, are resource strapped. Like your water supply is greatly strapped in, in LA and, you know, play certain parts of California, and this is what these people don't understand. It's like, you know, we don't want everyone coming to the United States of America because we can't sustain it, A, economically or resource-wise. And these these people have... Do you ever just give them the facts and they just refute either openly facts or... like how, I, I'm just like blown away by some of these videos because they're hilarious. Yeah, I do like to sometimes, you know, press them and hit them with some questions that kind of you know um contradict what they were saying before for sure i've had a few people have you know some moments where they're like well i guess i didn't think about it like that or "Ooh, i'll have to look into that which is always good because i think the rational people if you're a rational liberal if you're like a middle center left type person you are right leaning now just because the you know the spectrum has shifted so much so it's like as long as people are rational and open to talk and like, you know, have the ability to rethink something they thought they knew, like I'll talk to those people all day and they'll usually kind of come around. But a lot of the hardcore protesters are so set in their ways. And a lot of them just at the end of the day don't like America. They're embarrassed of America and they want socialism. They want to just basically give everything away and vote out, you know, vote the rich people's money away from them and redistribute it. It's kind of crazy. So you think a lot of these protests are lower income class sort of thing? Yeah, like no income. <laughs> like, like they're all like, I'd, I'd say out of the people at the protests who are under 30, I'd say they're all educated. Most of them are probably in student loan debt. Um, 
and they're in a job like they're in like a dead end job that you know isn't going to be paying them anything more five years from now. Huh? Yeah, you know they're they're in a you know a holdover bagging groceries or something like that. Yeah, no upside, limited growth, and it's crazy. I know a lot of people that are getting into student loan repayments, and it's like. You know they're 26 years old, and then the, the you know they, they get the call. Hey, you have to pay 700 bucks a month for the next 10 years. And, you know, right. <laughs> like that's what they're facing. So they're kind of just like, "F it, like this sucks. This whole society sucks. This Trump sucks. The rich people are rich. I'm poor. I'm educated. I don't have a chance. It's the rich's fault. Tax the rich. Eat the rich." And it's like, "All right, cool. You should try it and see what happens." I mean, it, it is shocking, and you know, this is one of the things too. Is this is the same class of people that when they do get taxed and they do, you know, get worked up about paying, you know, their fair share, or they see anything taken out of their um, their paycheck, they they're, they're pissed about it. It's like, well, where do you think these, you know, all the benefits that you see come from? Fire department, roads, hospital, you know, like the, that type of thing. Um, how did you like? How did this start? You just walked out there one day and did it? Pretty much. I, 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 what was it? I think I was picking a friend up from the airport, and I saw all the protesters there, and I was there early. And I had a friend with me, and I was like, you know what? Let's just go ask them some questions. And I had, like, a crappy recorder thing with me. I had a wooden spoon, luckily, in my car. What <laughs> and, is the wooden spoon thing? That's in every video. Yeah, I used the spoon microphone uh, just because... And I used it in the beginning just to kind of hold my the recorder and the mic the mic itself. Yeah. And it kind of makes me look stupid. It makes me look like I'm running like a, you know, shanty operation. <laughs> and it just kind of like discredits me and like makes people think I'm a nobody. So they really open up to me more. And the reason I chose wooden spoon is because my mom's Italian, and growing up, she always gets mad when I say she hit me with the spoon. <laughs> so I have to say she threatened me with the spoon. Um, but I had like a, you know, a strict structured upbringing with an Italian mom who used the wooden spoon to discipline me. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of these kids protesting never really had that. No one ever told them no. And right now they're kind of just having a big temper tantrum in the streets. Huh? Yeah. I, the, the temper tantrum is definitely something that I don't understand. Like my, I, it was not tolerated in my house when I was growing up is, you know, just being, you know, being this, a spoiled brat. What's with the, so you do a lot of the Antifa coverage, right? Yes. All right. So, what's the deal with covering their faces like they're in a gang or something? Like, I don't understand that. It's very telling because a lot of the people on the right, you know, they their their faces are always shown. The reason they they cover them on the left is because a lot of times they're throwing things, breaking things, starting fights, breaking windows, and they cover their face just because they they don't want to get caught and seen on camera and have everyone online find out who they are and you know, pretty much dox them. So they cover their faces just because their opinions are, like, pretty radical to the point where, like, you know, in an, any given day, you can find that person if their face wasn't covered, you know, committing crimes on camera. A right. lot of, yeah, that's pretty much why they just, they love the mob mentality. And it's, it's bad because mob when you rule. have the mob mentality cover your face, it's like weak men can, will do stupid things that they wouldn't usually do. Right. Yeah, the anonymity. The same thing with social media. I have people, I've, I get death threats all the time on social media. And, I, you know, sometimes I'll be like, hey, look, I'll be at this place at this time. Anybody want to come talk to me about it? Let's go. Nobody ever shows up. 
Oh man, that's pretty good. I haven't had any death threats yet, but maybe maybe they're in the messages I haven't fully checked. There's some messages I haven't read. Oh yeah, yeah. I've I've actually gone on Fox once before. I you know I, I've gotten some serious comments from Fox appearances, and I've I was back on TV. I was like, hey, look, I've gotten all these death threats. You want to you want to talk about it? This is where I'll be. You know, one one guy showed up to get his book signed, and that was it. <laughs> hey, Carl, I'm not here to fight you. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, he walked in. He was like, "Hey, man, big fan. Like, can you sign my book?" I'm like, "Sure." <laughs> um, no, it, it's funny because it, it, the 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 most civility is actually on the right. The people that are being called the Nazis, it's like this transference of of persona, is the left is being so. I mean, they're melting down. And like, look, I was I was pissed about Obama. Like, I hated his policies. They were terrible for America, and that's been been proven. And but I never went out and like threatened anybody or protested anybody or anything you know i mean it's just like the level of maturity is so low yeah and it used to be the left that prided themselves on being the tolerant ones and the the ones that you know are open to everybody and accepting and the right was the closed-minded old people and it, it just completely switched in it feels like you know the last three years but basically like you know 2015 to now like it's completely different. I don't recognize almost either party in a way. Both there's been some major changes on both, and I think the the Trump MAGA movement is like the rebrand the Republicans desperately needed. Yes, and it has nationalist aspect to it, the populist aspect to it, which I think is just fantastic. And I think I don't know if you agree, but I think the Democrats' response and the Democrats' rebrand is kind of coming in these Democratic socialists, like the Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez type people. She's nuts. And nuts. Completely nuts. I actually, with her, obviously I hate her policies. I don't like any Democratic socialist policies. But I do like that she's anti-establishment because I'll, I'm happy with, you know, a blue seat staying blue with one of those people in it, just because the staffing establishment across the board just kind of needs to be dismantled. And I think the reaction from the democratic socialists will be some like blue dog Democrats who are actually willing to work with the president yeah. and we can get some like bipartisan things done. So I think it could almost solve the politics problem of just, you know, 51 to 49% votes every single time. It's like now we can actually have people voting and, not necessarily playing the political game if it works out well. Right. I mean, like you look at a couple of years ago when Kavanaugh was uh, the, the new Supreme Court justice was confirmed. He was confirmed like ninety nine to zero. You know, Democrats voted for him because he was a good guy, and now it's just total partisanship. It drives me like I'm not a I'm like pretty far right wing on a lot of things, but like social issues, I'm like you know in the past I've said I don't know if you know you know you've Googled me, but I've said some pretty crazy stuff on online when I had my own radio show in the attempt just to create controversy, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, but like on the social issues, I don't really care. Like, and that's, that's the thing. Like you've, you've been at these gay, gay, uh, gay pride parades and you'll see somebody who I've seen them where they're like, Oh yeah, I like Trump. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, that was the guys with the best. My, my favorite are the gay Trump supporters. Cause that just, you know, completely goes against their narrative and you know completely contradicts them in every way those are the best well there's a ton of them too like trump has never been anti-gay on anything you know like who do you think buys those fancy high-rise hotels he has in uh in new york city or high-rise condos you know yeah 
exactly. And and he's arguably, besides maybe Obama's second term, but like he's like the first president, I think, who was pro-gay the whole way. Because even Obama, I think back in 07, was still talking about, you know, marriages between a man and a woman. Like he's the first president to be pro-gay the whole way from, you know, election through his presidency. So whenever, yeah, whenever I go to the gay pride stuff, I always like talking to those guys because they they're oh trump's trying to take our rights blah 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 blah. and then it's like meanwhile if you had voted for hillary clinton she was going to bring a bunch of refugees here and refugees and gay guys don't really mix to be honest or you know she'd been done a bunch of different things that just really wouldn't line up but Mm -hmm. just because they've been fed the lie about this man for so long and it's so socially cool to hate the guy in la these people are just kind of stuck and not even realizing what they're saying yeah have you ever um have you ever just been like totally wowed by someone like they bust out like constitutional fact and like historic precedent of law and think like have you ever been just like blown away? You ask someone a question, they'll be like, actually, you know, dating back to blah blah blah. Uh, no. <laughs> like I've had some, Never? I've had some Trump supporters. I've had some Trump supporters that bring it and know a bunch of stuff and they're super smart. But I've never, I've never had a liberal leftist type person change my mind on anything or like pleasantly surprise me to be informed and people always assume that i'm interviewing a bunch of people and only using the crazy ones like they don't understand that i went for example i went to the stormy daniels key to the city event and it was right after the ms-13 animals comment so i asked five people i said to five people trump called ms-13 animals what do you think about that every single person sided with ms-13 one lady said i can't believe she called I can't believe he called them animals. He's a pig. <laughs> and then one guy said, you know, yeah, there's some gangbangers in the gang, but they're not all animals. It's a big gang. It's a big gang. MS-13. Like, they're defending. Like, five out of five. People assume, though, <laughs> I probably interviewed 20 people in five or so, whatever. Five out of five sided with MS-13. So, like, people are, are so out of whack from where they used to be. Like, the standards and just the norms of, like, our society, it's very divided just because the far left is so far left that it's like unrecognizable now they're not even american it doesn't feel like that's crazy how many how many uh, videos have you done and how long you've been doing it for i've been doing this for a year and a half basically since last february and i have done 35 videos oh nice okay yeah because uh when we when we wrap up here i'm gonna i'm gonna put the audio in of your best hits that i was just i i was rolling on some of these because you just you don't even have to say anything you just listen to these people and you're like are you kidding like these people only exist in like a wormhole yeah oh yeah that's a good way to put it i'm actually making a commercial to inspire people to make sure they go out and vote in november i'm going to include some of the greatest hits and be like these people are going to vote these people want to vote Trump out. You know, these people are coming out in numbers to vote. Make sure you do too. I'm going to show oh. all the crazy people. Tag me on that, brother, because I'm going to I'm going to share that like crazy. Definitely. Um, yeah, it is it is shocking. Like just seeing the 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 video after video after, and you've been on you know you've been on Tucker and you've been on all these things because you're literally doing what needs to be done for people. I mean, I, I'm always a firm believer that the more information you have, like, I'll debate anybody about any topic at any time. I'm not afraid of that because I want all the information. And that's all you're doing is giving people information. Yeah. That's always been the goal too. And a lot of the people out are facing censorship and getting shut down. And I think my channel is kind of safe from that longer than 
other channels just because I don't even really say that much. I should call it, instead of Fleckus Talks, I should call it Fleckus Listens, to be honest, because yeah. I just really kind of ask questions and, and listen to them and hear them out. And I think that's why the left can't get too, too mad at me, because at the end of the day, it's like, hey, talk to your protesters before you talk to me. Make sure you give them <laughs> exactly. you know, the interview etiquette rundown or tell them who not to talk to, maybe. yeah, <laughs> It's not my fault. So are most of these guys paid, or are they just out there because they have no job, nothing better to do? Um, so there's like a, a, a band of like usual suspects, like the same 20 or so people that are the organizers that go to every single protest. Mm-hmm. Those people are definitely paid and they're, I think they're paid pretty well because they're, they're pretty prepared and they bring it and they have the signs and they have the chance and they hand flyers out. So, so you think like all these across the, like you've been across the country, obviously, and you see the same folks at the ones every, in all these different locations. Yeah, so, like, for L.A., it's, like, any protest going on, any, like, protest that has more than 50 people at it in L.A. will have, like, the same core, at least 10 organizers. And if they come from this, the group RefuseFascism.org is a big one. Um, that's a nationwide one. And the people in that are definitely the paid, the paid ones that try and get as many people out there as possible. But there's definitely a paid crew at each event in Southern California. Yeah. So what is... I mean, I I just don't understand. So these people are paid to organize, and what where do they raise their money from? Like crowdsourcing, or what is it? Um, I think it goes to some rich billionaire types that have an interest in our country being divided. I think it comes to a lot of yeah, you know, a lot of the people that want to see us fighting with each other and that are paying because at the end of the day, like we said before, these people are kind of like useful idiots. So it's like, Hey, you know, we'll put this much money to this event makes this many people mad. Like they see it as worth it. And whenever there's like a public event, like a shooting or a woman, you know, Brett Kavanaugh going to Supreme court and look at all the women activists riled up. Like they, they just see these opportunities to, you know, divide our country in any way they can. And they're just, that's where they throw money at it. And, that, and then money goes to groups like that, refuse fascism and all the uh, Antifa even, same thing. So stupid. It's, it really is. Like, you know, anything better to do to spend your money on than that? I mean, I don't know. Exactly. And realistically, most people in the country, I don't think we're as divided as the media wants us to believe. They're making it seem like it's the far left versus the far right and everyone falls into those two categories. When realistically, we're more, you know, most of the country is more in the middle and rational than you'd think. But when you see the news, all you see is, you know, white supremacist this and then Antifa that. And it's just, you know, no one's no one's really covering it fairly. How about those? How about the Unite the Right a couple weeks ago? They had 30 people. They must have gotten $100 million of news coverage. Oh, easily. That was the thing is all these liberal media networks are so pissed about about oh my god can you believe these idiots are rallying well, why bother covering them there's two, you know two or three dozen of them tops exactly and then people like message me because I'll, I'll talk to people on dms and they'll you know debate me a little bit and i'll go back as long as they're respectful mm-hmm. and they always say like oh trump like he's empowering the the kkk white supremacists and it's like out of those 30 guys that went to that event it's not like the you know the people are on the board of a fortune 500 company it's like these people are just like coming out of the woods it's a nationwide event they had 30 people show up it's like these people don't have power these people aren't oppressing people they just have 
different views that are not in line with society and no one really backs up or believes. And it's like the fact that they give them this platform actually legitimizes them way more. Yeah, no, exactly. Well, hey, man, this is, I mean, this is great. I love hearing about all these stories. Uh, I definitely keep tagging people on these, tag me on some of these videos, and I'll retweet them because I think they're hilarious. But I definitely want to uh, give people a dose of your medicine. How can they follow you? Um, best way to follow me is on Twitter and Instagram, at Fleckus, F-L-E-C-C-A-S. And then YouTube, if you type in Fleckus Talks, F-L-E-C-C-A-S, Talks. And that's probably the best way to get me. Right on. All right. We'll be sharing your stuff. Uh, appreciate you coming on. Good talking to you, Carl. I'd love to talk to you again sometime. Yeah, man. Well, keep us posted when your next event is, and we'll, uh, you know, maybe we can uh, we can do a piece on it when you get back. Sounds good. Right on. So uh, we're going to go ahead and play some of his greatest hits, but I want you to stay tuned because afterwards, don't go anywhere. Follow at Carl Higby on Twitter. Go to www.LibertyAndCocktails to hear more. And uh, who did you vote for, if you don't mind me asking? Actually, I voted for Bernie Sanders, believe it or not. Very cool. Uh, would you consider yourself to be a socialist? Um, kind of, but at the same time, anarchist, if it goes, or if it gets to that point. Because words are just words until action actually starts. And actions speak louder than words, but at the same time, words speak louder than actions because sometimes it's the right thing to do. Very cool. So would you say we're all immigrants? Yeah. Were you born in America? Yes, I was. So you're not an immigrant. Where is the fascism we're seeing from the from this regime? The immigration ban, like targeting uh, minorities, people that aren't white generally. Uh, Pence being against LGBT people, wanting to execute them. All, when did he say that? Uh, when he was, I don't know, before before this. I know that he was in favor of the death penalty for LGBT people. Yeah. I'm trying to talk to Antifa. Is it, you guys, any of you guys in Antifa? No, 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 yes. Are you proud to be American? No. Which country would you rather be from? Where would you rather live right now if you could pick anywhere? I, I don't believe in the abstraction of a state or a nation. Michael, what are some things that America's done that you're embarrassed about? Uh, coming like white European settlers coming to this country and just slaughtering Native Americans to build a settler colonialist state just like they're doing whose fault is that my is it my fault is it your fault <laughs> no and I'm, I, I never said it was yeah. I never said it was but we do I, I do believe that you have a responsibility as a white person to to right those wrongs to try think and it's kind of racist in a way to think that you're almost better than other people, that you have to like fix the, the fix the right the wrongs because you're white. But like my my people were in Italy getting oppressed by Mussolini. Why are you motivated to come out here and like squabble with like people who are fighting fascists if you disagree with them? I don't think you're actually fighting fascists. I think you think you're fighting fascists because the media spun this whole thing and committed to Trump's the worst, Trump's the worst, Trump's the worst. Trump actually won, and now they're kind of like doubling down on their on their agenda. I think there's not actually a fascist America. We duly elected this guy, and you guys are here in the streets protesting it. What's wrong with that? If this was a fascist America, they would be zip-tying you up and beating you and taking you on a bus and shipping you out. You're not anti-fascist. They, they're almost like punking you with that, like the people that are supporting, that are like paying for the group, people that like paid for this do you, sign. Do you understand how condescending it is to imply that you are in this position of enlightenment and like... That's what you're doing to me. Imagine how I feel. Getting only Muslim-majority countries. Because all these Muslim-majority countries, a lot of them don't have paperwork, and ISIS has been saying we're going to infiltrate the American refugee system. 
maybe the ideology in those countries like harbors more anti-Semitism. But once again, like we have a ton more. And then gay people. Imagine, imagine you bring refugees here and you bring them to Boys Town. What are they going to do when they see gay guys doing gay stuff? They're going to freak out. That may be true, but it, it, that doesn't matter. Like we're a really racist, sexist, homophobic country ourselves. We, so we should bring in some racist, sexist, homophobic refugees and make it real and really commit to it. People get thrown off roofs and stoned to death for like breaking these weird yes, laws. That's true. That's that. Those things exist in those countries. They're going to come here and change. It doesn't mean it's fundamental about them as people. People can change ideologically. I hope. So you're going to come bring them here and be like, all right, take off your burkas. We'll put a bikini on. This is a way better life in America. No, I think that people should be able to wear burkas if they want to wear burkas, you know. I don't think women should be forced to wear burkas. Well, they are in these countries. But guess what? I'm not Middle Eastern. Uh, a little underwhelmed by the day. I don't think November 4th was all it, you know, cracked up to be, but maybe 1 p.m. was too early of a start for these kids. You should come and talk. We need to know the ignorance in the country. We need to know what you guys believe. Exactly. What's some of the ignorance that Ben Shapiro said or done that you don't like? I believe that the workers should unanimously just choose to take the uh, means of production and then um, I believe that the workers should control the means of production. Okay. So like, how would we Im implement that in the U.S.? Well, what would the plan be if you were to you know, have your way? we're seeing right now is censorship on the right. What? I mean, communists and socialists and Antifa, they, you know, they are pretty present on social media and stuff, but the censorship is really happening to conservative voices. Look what's happening here. Milo's trying to speak, and people are coming here and saying he shouldn't. Do you think Milo should speak today? We're against censorship, so do you think Milo should speak? Hmm. Hmm. Muslim ban, it's only six countries that Obama put to, in place. And it's not a Muslim ban. Look at the terrorist attack today. Look what's happening in Europe. Europe's getting destroyed by refugees. No, they're not. That's, that's, complete, that's complete fabrication. Dude, there's an acid attack in England every day. Sometimes there's five a day. Europe right now, basically open borders, a lot of these countries, Sweden, Germany, France, and they're getting destroyed. My mom, just went, my mom just went to Italy, and she's like, you can't walk around at night in certain areas. Certain towns are just completely Muslim now, and they're just bringing their own culture there and taking over, and they don't respect the laws. They don't respect the laws. They're not assimilating. That's what immigration is all about. They're not assimilating. It's not. Why is, it, why is that about assimilation? Why can't you? It's always been about assimilation. Every, I mean, even dude, even Democratic presidents that you probably agree with back in the day are like, you come here, you learn, you learn English. What is Antifa's goal? Bigger picture. Like any anti-fascist. If you're against authoritarian governments based on racism, you're an anti-fascist. And where are you seeing the racism in the U.S. that you are opposing? This is just for the interview. This is for the conversation. Where are you seeing racism in the U.S.? I'm with Fleckus Talks. Bill, with, Clinton, Bill Fleckus. Clinton's a racist. I mean, he's a rapist. <laughs> he messed it up by one letter, but maybe right on both. I don't agree with his views, no. Which are you uh, not happy with? Um, I think he's just... Did he say something that you just don't like? Um, I can't pick out a quote in particular. Yeah, I'm just wondering who's the guy we're yelling at. Who's the guy? Which is the guy? Which guy? The guy that we're... The... Okay, I don't know you. Okay, but just tell me... Who I don't we... know you. Don't talk Alright, that's one way to live. Every white supremacist in the country supports Donald Trump. Every Black Panther supported Obama. And the 
I would argue that the Black Panthers are way better than the KKK or any white supremacist. The same thing on the other side. It's just identity politics using violence. Okay, what about Robert Byrd and the left and the, and the Clintons and Obama connections with Robert Byrd? Who's Robert Byrd? You don't talk to Nazis. Yeah, me neither. I also don't talk to Nazis. I've never even seen a Nazi. Get out of my face, bro. You're in my face? Okay. Good talking to you. Nice another leftist. What's your favorite thing that Obama did? Um... He dropped 26,000 bombs on Syria in 2016. Do you like that? What are we protesting? Well, there are a bunch of alt-right people over there, and which that's pretty much synonymous with neo-Nazis, and I don't like them in my backyard, so I'm here to just be like, hey, stop that. Very cool. Yeah, me too. Um, what? How do you define alt-right? What is the alt-right? Uh, it's this kind of like newer, rightist ideology that tries to... I feel like I'm an idiot because I'm on the spot right now, but... Did any Nazis show up on the other side? Uh, you know, they've been walking around. I've seen a couple. You know, Actual Nazis? Who knows what they are? All I know is they're talking race hate. What are they, What are the, some of the things they're saying that makes you think they might be Nazis? What makes them think that, I'm, well, they're talking race hate. And I didn't say they were Nazis. That's just the atmosphere of today. Very cool. What are some of the things you're hearing that are racist and inappropriate? Uh, you name it, they said it. Is it something that happened tonight or just, just in general? Tonight, today. Yeah, today. Lucas talks, baby. I'm a full-born Lenin communist. He killed him. Did on my arm. He killed a lot of people. Though. A lot of people died from uh, from him. Okay, how many people died from capitalism? How many? Exactly. It's the guy from last time. Yo. Still here. Still. Have you gone home since the last since last week? Yeah. Nice, nice. He does not live in the park. Uh, what did you think of Sean Spicer when he compared Assad to Hitler? I I think that he. I think that he made a mistake, but I think that it's unfortunate use of imagery. You think so? Yeah. I mean, Assad killed 500,000 people. Uh, uh, so I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not saying that Assad is a good man. I'm saying that it's it's unfortunate to draw on on that kind of historic imagery to talk about modern events. I mean, you're kind of doing that too, though. <laughs> That's right. So. Uh, what I'm doing is drawing parallels between political policies. I don't think that you should equate every uh, um, what what uh, Hitler did was use. I, I don't even have a good way of uh, of, of explaining this. I, we know he's a pathological liar. Because like, because uh, what did you vote for? Hillary. <laughs> and Trump's pathological liar, and you voted for Hillary Clinton. She's been a lot more honest. He's like, we all know about how she lied about being shot are at. Are you joking? Are you joking? She or? is. He's like, one thing we know about, you know how the she claimed she was shot at Bosnia a while ago? Yeah. We all know she lied about that. Yeah. No one's questioning that. And the emails. And then how she treated uh, people that accused Bill Clinton of rape. How she made $250 million as a public servant in 10 years. The Clinton well, Foundation. She's actually. Haiti. Right, Fluggis talks in the books. Thank you guys for watching. Uh, thank you for walking through the shot. How many illegal immigrants or undocumented immigrants do you think there are in the U.S. right now? Uh, something like 12 to 15 million, maybe. Where do you think the number could get to? I would be fine with 100 million.
That's like a third or a quarter of the population. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. I mean, this whole thing about that there's a limited amount of resources, in one sense it's true. Scientifically, it's possible to, in the world, to create a good life for everyone. Are you here protesting today? Yes, we are. What are you protesting? Um, what's this for? He's calling for attacks against women. He's calling for attacks against gays and homosexuals. The whole regime has got to go. Attacks against gays, what, I have not heard about that. I don't have a specific like thing that 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 that. Uh... Chester, uh, I do. Were you really upset when you found out that Trump sold 20% of our uranium to Russia? I had not heard that actually. Right now, I mean, wow, that is that is not good. And some people within his campaign also got paid $500,000 by Renaissance Bank to give a speech. Wow. The Renaissance Bank's a Russian bank. Oh yeah, it's very, this is all very sketchy stuff. Were you also upset to learn Middle Eastern countries like Saudi Arabia had donated tens of millions to his foundation knowing that he was potentially going to be president and would expect something in return? Absolutely. It's, it's deep pockets and they're just trying to run things. That, yeah. Did you know that all those things that we just listed were actually done by Hillary Clinton? Ah. And we're here protesting the ties to Russia. Maxine, what about your um, retirement fund ties to Russia, $200,000? That's a lie. It's a lie. So be honest. Of the people you interview, what percentage have a kind of thoughtful explanation for why they're there and what they believe? Um, I would say 5 to 10 percent legitimately. Whoa. Whoa, it's that low. Yeah. What are we protesting about, Trump? Fascism and the fact that his campaign was modeled based on Hitler's. Sure, he's not as bad as Hitler currently, but if he gets his way, eventually he will be. You think he's going to kill six million Jews? Steve Bannon would love that. I don't think it will happen, no, but they would love for that to happen. Who would you vote for? Oh, oh, what about building the wall? <laughs> we won't even talk about that. He's guilty. Of what? Treason. Where did you see that? Why? Where is he? Yeah, where did he do treason? Oh, you know the answer to that. No, I don't. Because it's not true. Let's have a colored field America. A melting pot, like America was supposed to be built on. What about the diversity you're seeing on the Trump side? There's blacks, uh, Hispanics, gays for Trump. There's a lot of different people that support Trump. Is there? Wow. Racism, constantly. Where are you seeing racism? On television. <laughs> Anywhere, really. Like, what has he done that's racist, I'm saying? I don't know. Do you think Trump is racist? Well, I know that. Against who? Says, uh, let's make America white again. But what about in the 90s when Jesse Jackson gave him an award for being a champion to the black community? Hey. Yep.